This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Main Street Street Comics and Memorabilia. Deuce, we know our fans love comics, t-shirts, collectibles, Magic the Gathering, statues, memorabilia. Of course, your main stop is Bartow, Florida, Main Street Comics and Memorabilia. And Deuce, what do they get if they mention the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce name? If you mention the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, you get 15% off your total purchase price. So go and see him, and don't forget to tell him that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and once again, we've got the amazing John Harrison here from Main Street Comics and Memorabilia here in downtown Bartow. you got to come and see him, and i got to tell you what. My most favorite thing about the shop is customer service. I have yet to be in a customer uh, to be a customer at a store, especially here locally, where I've gotten such great customer service. Well, that's one of the things that we do pride ourselves on. Is uh, you know we're, we're here for the customers. We're here for you guys, um, and we want to show that by you know making sure you have a pleasant shopping experience. And the other thing too is, if there's anything that you're looking for that we don't have. Um, you know, anybody who's familiar with the previews book knows that it's about the size of a phone book. You can't carry everything in the store. No. But we are more than happy to special order anything that you might want. I do also do my best to track down back issues that people want. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I am from the Orlando area, and I'm friends with several of the comic shops there. And we do some trading amongst ourselves. So if, if you're looking for something and I may not have it here, you know, my next trip into Orlando, I'll... I'll make a trade with somebody and try to pick it up that way and, and fill in those gaps in your collection. Well, John, you were actually nice enough to do that for me. I came in the other week. I said, look, I'm looking for the old school X-Men. I said, here's my list. We went through the back issues. You pulled everything. I think there was only four out of that huge list that you couldn't find, and you wrote it down, and you said, don't worry about it, Deuce. Next time I go talk to my boys, I'll see if I can do some trading, and I'll get back to you on these four. So I, to me personally, that's awesome. And on top of that, a little pull behind the curtain – uh, I got here super early this morning to set up, and I was doing my thing. The whole time, I hear you and your wife talking about, oh, we need this for so-and-so. Oh, so-and-so is looking for this. Not only did you know what they need, you knew their first and last name, which is impressive. So you're like, oh, well, you know, John Smith needs this, and, you know, uh, Kenny McGee needs this over here. So, you know, that's awesome. Um, you know, years, years and years ago, back in the uh, magical time called the 80s, I had a shop in uh, San Jose, California. And, um, again, same type of thing where we, we prided ourselves on, on knowing all our customers and, and getting them what they wanted. And uh, I found out, you know, pretty early that uh, you're, you know, the best way to, ha- to have a, a successful business is to keep the people happy. And the best way to keep them happy is to give them what they want. So yeah. uh, if you're looking for anything, I am more than happy to do my best to hunt it down for you. Cannot a 100% guarantee that I'm going to find it, but I will give it my very best shot. But I also think that the good thing is you build a relationship with people. These aren't just your clients. These aren't just people walking through the door. These are your friends. These are people that live here locally that you know. Um, and I think that that counts for a lot. And that's one of the reasons that we came to this area. Um, like I said, when we were at the, uh, the Sci-Fi Barto event, um, everybody was so nice, and we, we just enjoyed talking to everybody, getting to know them, and, and just got a real nice feel for this area. Um, the month that we've been here, we've made some 
you know, not only great met some great customers, but we've got you know we're, we feel like like we're friends with them now. You know, um, they come in and and we greet them. It's kind of kind of like Cheers, you know. And yeah. Norm walks through the door and then, Norm! Hey, Norm, how you doing? You know, so um, you know, and, and this is this is definitely a a mom and pop operation. Um, at least at this point, the only employees that you're ever going to see here are all family members. You know, there's there's me, my wife Virginia, and when she's not away at college, uh, my daughter Deanna will be working here, and then we have our other daughter Tasha who lends a hand. And uh, so you know, every everybody should have an easy time knowing who's here, and uh, we w we want to get to know your names just like you'll know ours. Well, that's def definitely awesome. So you definitely got to come and check them out. There's one story I wanted to ask you about, and I, I don't know if you'll talk about it or not. I want to hear about this Tampa Bay Comic-Con story because you were there one day and sold all your inventory. Right. Um, a lot of that has to do with all the time that we spent getting the shop ready. Um, I've been selling at the Tampa Bay Comic-Con for many years now. It's always been a really good show to go to. But with all the work and time that was put into the shop, I didn't really have any time to prepare for that show. So what I brought with me was basically, I call it liquidation stuff. Just, you know, it was it was good stuff, but it's just stuff that I had way too much of. Yeah. And uh, so everything that I had at that show was either 50 cent or a dollar. Yeah. You know, so my average my average ticket price was 75 cents. So pretty much, you know, anybody could afford to buy from me. at that Yeah. Show. And uh, we did really, really well on Friday. Uh, lots and lots of people came and, and, and bought lots of stuff. And then on Saturday, Saturday morning was going really well, too. And one of the dealers came over, and he just made me an offer. He says, I'll, I'll buy everything that you've got left. And uh, like I said, he made me an offer I couldn't refuse, so I took him up on it. And the really funny part about that is is he cleared, you know, he, he took everything out the, the loading bay at the, at the convention center. And about 45 minutes after he removed the last box of stuff, the ceiling opened up in the convention center, and it started raining right where my booth was. Oh, wow. So, so if, if we, you hadn't made that deal, you probably would have gotten all your stuff ruined. If I hadn't made that deal, everything would have gotten soaked. I, I guess the uh, Tampa Bay Convention Center would have ended up having to buy my product from me, or their <laughs> insurance carrier would have had to have done that. But uh, I'm glad I sold it to that other dealer because I wouldn't want to deal with that paperwork. No, no, nobody wants to deal with that paperwork. But I was like, I was so impressed. And that was something that you did actually at Sci-Fi Bartow because you didn't know it yet because we hadn't really officially been introduced. Your booth was right in front of our booth. And the thing that stunk is we were stuck at our booth all day so I could go get the look at your comics because I saw it and it's like, Avengers, a dollar. Thor, a dollar. <laughs> Captain America, a dollar. And you would have a whole long box full of just whatever that character was for a dollar. And I'm like, you know, I could handle that. I could handle a dollar. Like, I could buy ten books and walk away a happy man. Right, and, that, and that's actually a, a current project of mine. Like I said, we sold off all of the, the, the stuff like that that we had previously, which was fine because I had taken that to several shows, and it had been picked through a little bit, so I was perfectly fine with selling it to that other dealer. But I do have um, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20 long boxes of, of that type of product where I can afford to sell it at a real reasonable price that I have to go through right now. Um, but in the meantime, until I get through that stuff, you know, as you said earlier, we have a huge selection of back issues, and most of those are priced anywhere in the two, three, four dollar range. Obviously, there's some better stuff that's that's going to be a little bit pricier. 
but uh, I would say that the average price out there in, in the boxes out there is probably about four or five bucks. So it's it's yeah. not really going to break anybody's budget either. No, but I, I definitely want to be first on the mailing list of when the dollar boxes come back because I've got a th- feeling Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce is going to have a fire sale and come and just <laughs> raid the dollar box because I loved it. And you were sitting right in front of us. You had all the dollar books. And it was really cool because especially because, again, at Sci-Fi Barto this year, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of families, things like that. You know, people are going to come in and bring their kids and it's like well if you got a dollar box i can get timmy a couple and little jimmy a couple and i can get mary a couple and you know it's a great way to kind of get them into comics if it's not something they're into now the the next thing similar to that that we're going to have um you know bartow is pretty big on having special events uh we just had a uh, friday fest last night and this coming week they're having a movie on the lawn, which unfortunately this month's movie doesn't really tie in very well with uh, with my product. They're doing High School Musical. They're tying in with the Back to School. Which oh, I, I yeah, that's smart. That's, that's smart. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but next month um, they're going to be doing The Empire Strikes Back. Yes, and um, we will be there for sure. Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce is going to be there, so come and see us because we are going to be live podcasting from the event. And we're going to have our tent up, and I'm sure you're going to have the store open. And Well, I'm going to have the store open, and also I'm going to be out at the event um, with, a, with a booth, and I'm going to be putting out some Star Wars toys at a very, very reasonable price. So if there's anybody that's looking for some action figures, um, I've got... You have got a ton of Star Wars figures because that's the the two things that caught my eye when I first came into the shop to talk to you about sponsorship was the Star Trek toys and the Star Wars toys, and you have a ton of them. So am I hearing that there might be a somewhat fire sale at the Empire Strikes Back showing? There, there is a – I really don't want to have three storage spaces full of product sale. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I, I agree with that. Get, make the money and then quit storing it because yeah, – this, this shop is a, is a fairly decent size. We've got, we've got 1,300 square feet of, of space here, which is, which is a decent-sized shop. But I have so much stuff that I couldn't fit it all in here, so we are currently spending, uh, you know, monthly rent. A small fortune in rent. On, on storage spaces. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that's pretty good, though, too, is that I'll, I'll be able to rotate the product. You know, if, if, I'm, if I'm not able to move everything and I have to keep stuff in storage, well, at least I can keep refreshing what's in here. And I'll go to the storage and I'll pull some stuff out and put this stuff back in. And, and that way every time people come in, you know, or at least every – Third time maybe that you come in, you'll see stuff that you never saw before. Yeah, so it's a good way to refresh everything. So it's awesome to hear that you're going to be there with the table. Uh, you think you're going to do any kind of specials or anything here at the shop that night with your Star Wars stuff? Because you've got a whole wall of Star Wars comics right there by the register now and some really, really cool stuff. Right, the new uh, the new Star Wars series has been doing extremely well. We've got a lot of variant covers, some uh, signed uh, limited editions. Um, there's a l- there's a lot of stuff, and then of course we've got a lot of the older stuff too. We, we've got the uh, not only the the Dark Horse stuff, which was what was out just prior to Marvel reacquiring Star yeah. Wars, but uh, we've also got the original, you know, first run from Marvel Comics from from 1977 through about 85, 86 when they were doing them. And that's what I want to start collecting next. Now I know they're a little pricey because they are from the 70s, and it's Star Wars, so you know they're not going to be your five ten dollar books. They're going to be your twenty twenty five dollar books, but what I would love to do is almost like what you've got at the bottom. I would love to get a big picture frame and have about nine of them, you know, kind of in a row and have, have it framed because the artwork on those books were phenomenal. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the guys who have gone on to be really big names in comics kind of got started on there. I mean, the original six-part movie adaptation of Star Wars was actually drawn by Howard Chaykin. 
Um, he went on to American Flag and, and then did a quite a bit of work for DC. So he's a pretty well-known guy. Um, also, Walt Simonson was on Star Wars for a long time. Um, so, you know, people don't realize that that's they had some really big names doing that title back in the 70s and 80s. Well, and that and they had really good stories because like that was kind of where you got your backstory for Boba Fett. That's where you got your backstory for a lot of characters was through the comics. Right. Unlike now where where Mar um, excuse me, where Disney is planning on doing a Star Wars movie once a year. You know, we were waiting many years in between and there were always story gaps. And that was the cool thing is that the comic would. They would, you know, where where would this storyline go? And they and they were able to fill in the gaps and, and feed your appetite for more Star Wars stories uh, because Lucas wasn't wasn't giving it to us. No, and that's the other thing too. Now, now that they've kind of done this whole wipe of the expanded universe and like all the comics before the Dark Horse and stuff, they're saying none of that's canon. The only thing that's canon is what Marvel is putting out now, Star Wars wise. This is a great time if you're a new reader to jump on because you've got. The regular Star Wars book, you've got the Lando book, you got the Darth Vader book, uh, you've got the Kanan book, which you said was a sleeper hit. That's one of your personal favorites. Right. That that book is has been doing great. They also had a Princess Leia miniseries. Uh, Lando is also just a miniseries, and and that's what they're going to keep doing. You know, some of the some of the characters that maybe couldn't carry a a an ongoing book, they'll be giving miniseries to. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that along the line they'll be introducing a Boba Fett one. That's the one I probably get. He I hear the most from fans is you know yeah. when are they coming out with the Boba Fett comic? I guarantee you it won't be too far until they have. No, it. I don't think it will either. Especially because I think one of the first standalone movies after the the Rogue Squadron is or Rogue One is supposed to be uh, a Han Solo movie, and then of course a, a Boba Fett movie. So you know they're going to pump that out. Is there any Star Wars title besides Kanan, because you'd already said your love for that, that's coming out or it's coming down the pipeline where you're really interested in it? Um, they're, they're doing a miniseries that leads into the movie. Um, Journey to the... Journey to the Force Journey Awakens or something like that? Yeah, that's probably not the exact title, but essentially that's what it is. Yeah. And that's going to be pretty cool because it will introduce people to the characters that they will be meeting in the movie for the first time so you can get a little bit of a, an advanced peek at you know who we're going to be seeing for the first time in the force awakens well I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and that's definitely one i'm probably gonna have to add to my pull list because i know they're dropping a few books before um th the movie comes out but you know, Deuce, I don't like it unless it's got pictures and, you know, and, and you know, and I can read it that way. I'm not reading a 400-page uh, book to figure out what happens, but I'll read a comic book. Actually, Deuce, I think the book for you then is actually Godzilla in Hell because all it is yes. is pictures and no words. So oh, I actually, I was eyeballing that the other day when I came to get my X-Men stuff because I just think the whole idea of Godzilla going to hell, I think, has got to be entertaining. That's got to be worth the price of admission because, which, that's a, a good question for you, for our listeners out there collected comics in a long time what's like the going rate for a comic now like a new issue right off the shelf brand new comics the average price is is 3.99 there are still some titles that are at 2.99 and then they'll come up with some you know thicker ones that'll be 4.99 but uh you know most of the time your your new books will run you 3.99 and um that's that's pretty much across the board. Every publisher is, is pretty much at that price point right now. And then what's the bag and board going to run you? Because that's what I love. When you go to the register with your comics, you got the bag and board. They're ready to go. 
Right, you know, I mean, I, I am a purist, and I always say that the comics are to be read, but that doesn't mean you have to beat them up when you read them. When you're yeah. done, you can put them in your plastic bag and, and, and your backing board. Um, bags and boards, so in, as a set, we sell, you know, singles for 25 cents. That's for That's a bag, one bag and one board. Or we have um, packs of 100 available. The uh, the bags are five ninety nine. The boards I believe are ten ninety nine. So uh, there is a price break, obviously, if you if you end up buying a hundred. And uh, you know we have some voracious readers out there. They they definitely pick up their packs of a hundred. Oh no, and I, I understand that too. And, and like I said, I love it because when I come in the store, I can get my new comics. I go to the register. You've got everything ready to go, so I don't have to worry about nothing, which is awesome because I am very meticulous with my long boxes and my bags and boards i have to have everything you know very add it's got to be an order it's got to be a numeric order it's got to be an alphabetical order and then one thing we've totally forgot to talk about today when we're at a store called main street comics and memorabilia and that's the memorabilia i want you to walk through for the listeners because i know it's a podcast you can't see it some of the amazing stuff that you've got back here signed right we've got um for for the sci-fi fans out there um, and this is, again, uh, as I mentioned, I have a, a rather large storage, or a couple of large storage facilities holding stuff. So um, there's a lot more than what I currently have out. But um, we do have a lot of autographed items from cast members of Star Trek, cast members of Star Wars, uh, X-Files. And actually my favorite, if uh, you know, comic fans are looking for a, a real cool piece, I've got a... Um, Mark Hamill signed Batman and Joker three-dimensional um, print that's a storyboard from one of the Batman Adventures cartoons. Uh, and like I said, there's, there's Star Trek, so we've got uh, Leonard Nimoy autographs, DeForest Kelly, William Shatner, Ricardo Montalban, um, and in the, in the Star Wars realms, uh, Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels. And then there's, like I said, a bunch of stuff that I haven't dug out of mothballs. So if there's somebody looking for something, you know, odds are I probably have it and I can dig it up for you. And also he's got really cool things that I think are a little bit more obscure. Like I'm a huge X-Files fan. You've got the David Duchovny, and I apologize for not – well, it's Gillian Anderson. Anderson. Okay, that picture is off is why because that's not the way I'm used to seeing her look, maybe because it's the way her head's tilted. But, I mean, you've got basically the two stars – of X-Files, which is going to be coming back very, very soon, uh, here, and you've got the second season of Voyager sign cast photo. I mean, you've got some some really cool stuff, and then you've got some stuff that's really, in my opinion, kind of rare. Like, you've got a Nichelle Nichols uh, gold-plated album that she signed, and then you've got the signed first uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture comic, which is signed by... Uh, both Nimoy and Shatner. Wow, and especially with Nemo, God rest his soul, passing, you know that that's, that's going to skyrocket in value. So, I mean, you've got some really cool collector's pieces, so if you want something like that, he's got it. Also, he's got great statues, one of the things, and I may have hit it on purpose with my banner. He uh, has a signed Boba Fett helmet that is signed by Boba Fett, which I think is amazing. Right, um was lucky enough to uh, meet Jeremy Bullock. Jeremy is actually a friend of a friend of mine, and uh, we we had actually dinner with him one night, and I brought the helmet, and he was he graciously signed it for me. Uh, so it's definitely an authentic autograph. Um, it doesn't come with it. I can make my own COA. It doesn't have a COA from any company because I got it personally, and I will certainly back up the autograph on that. Um, I've got pictures of, of me standing next to Jeremy Bullock, so if, if hopefully that would be good enough proof for everybody. Um, and the statues, the statues, we're getting new statues in all the time. 
Um, most recently, I've gotten some really cool ones, and my my personal favorite is the zombie Batman. Um, and Neil Adams actually did the artwork that that statue was based upon. Well, you just dropped a little bomb, and I'm not going to let you just drop it and walk off. You had dinner with Boba Fett. <laughs> I had dinner with Boba Fett. Uh, he's an extremely nice man. He actually spends a lot of time here in Florida. Uh, he likes to get away from the cold in England. And, uh, you know, as, as the listeners probably know, he, he's pretty much out at uh, Star Wars weekends almost every year. He likes he likes to go to. Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, uh, we're going to have a special guest come with us. It's Ryan from AGITT, AGIT Productions. And yeah, like I said, he's so cool. He just drops an explosion and walks away and doesn't even look back. Like, oh, by the way, I had dinner with Boba Fett. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you go right ahead. (laughs) Jeremy Bullock was coming to to town for Star Wars weekends, and and he had gotten a friend of mine was was a contact of his, a friend of mine that worked in the hotel. And uh, he asked him to get him a room at our hotel. For an extended period of time, because he was going to be staying here for all of Star Wars weekends, and uh, I just basically met him through through that friend, and uh, we went to dinner one night as uh, Jeremy took my friend Joe and and friends to dinner as as thanks for for setting all this up for him. Uh, he's an extremely nice man. Like I said, he loves coming to Florida. You'll you'll probably see him, you know, every year at Star Wars weekends. He's also at MegaCon very often. I uh, believe a few weeks ago he was just over at Fanboy Expo. So you know he he is here in Florida a lot. Great guy. Um, if you get a chance, he he loves to talk Star Wars, um, and he loves the fact that people realize that he wasn't just Boba Fett. You know, he was he was uh, one of the gray uniformed Empire officers uh, in Jedi. Was it Jedi? Or Empire Jedi, Jedi on Lando City, yeah. So he he played multiple parts, not just Boba Fett, which we always think of him as. Well, what did you got? Like, I want some meat and potatoes here, man. Like, what did you talk? What did he eat? Like, <laughs> uh, meat and potatoes. He's he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a steak guy. Uh, if I if I remember correctly, yeah. And to be honest with you, I I, I honestly. You know, you're, you're sitting there. You know, you ha- you're having dinner with the Bo- Boba Fett. You're just kind of sitting there with your mouth open. You're not really, you know, it's, it's all going in one ear and out the other, and you're not remembering anything. But uh, uh, like I said, the one thing that I really do remember is just just how pleasant he was and nice and accommodating to everybody and uh, super friendly guy. Well, I gotta say, I'm glad to know that the the world's deadliest or galaxy's deadliest <laughs> bounty hunter ate a steak. Like I'd hate him say, yeah, he ordered a salad. Yeah. Like you know, you don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't want to hear that when you talk about, no, but you don't want to hear that when you're thinking of, oh, man, this is a guy who tracked down Ed Solo, worked with Darth Vader, like, you want to be eating, ugh, big red meat, totally rare. This episode of the Happy Hours brought to you by... Video Games Monthly. Check out Video Games Monthly. Video Games Monthly is a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door. VGM is a must for gamers who own classic gaming systems from the 80s to the 2000s. VGM offers three, four, or five game subscriptions for the NES, SNES, 64, and Sega Genesis, and best of all, you keep the games. Every month, they send out a variety of games, both well-known, retro favorites, and the unique ones to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for a monthly variety of retro video games. 
And remember to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. happened on your random adventure with Boba Fett that was interesting or were you just so in shock that you're like I just can't believe that this happened right now that's where I was at I was like, <laughs> uh, actually the, the other the other good Star Wars actor story that I can tell um, many years ago in Philadelphia there was a convention uh, unfortunately, this this convention's not going anymore. The uh, the promoter of it has has passed away, but he put on an excellent show down there, and Anthony Daniels was one of the guests. And uh, this is back in the days when the when a VIP ticket didn't cost you five grand or whatever the heck it costs you now. Um, they had a a really small intimate group. I don't think there were more than maybe. 20 to 30 people that had these VIP tickets and they set aside one of the meeting rooms where each of the guests met personally with all the VIP members and and it was wasn't just for signing they would do Q&A and it was it was basically hey, like what they do um, you know when they're up on stage talking about their careers and answering questions and telling me what they're up to currently and Anthony Daniels is standing in the middle of the room, and, and my daughters were about 18 months, two years old, somewhere in that vicinity. And uh, they weren't making any noise or anything, but they were just walking around, and, and it distracted Anthony Daniels a little bit. And he went over, and he picked up my daughter, Deanna, and he says to everyone, this is why you never work with children or animals. And so we have all sorts of pictures of my little daughter being held by C-3PO. Wow. <laughs> Well, since you kind of ran in the con circuit, was there any other celebrity stories of people that you met into that was just really blew your mind or you really, really enjoyed? Two that really stand out are, are people that a lot of the listeners may not even have any idea who they are. They were just really interesting people, um, longtime veteran actors that just told really interesting stories about their careers. Uh, the first one that, that I can think of, his name was John Fiedler. Um, he was in an episode of um, the original Star Trek series. I believe his name was Mr. Hankst in that episode. Um, most people would know him as the voice of Piglet. They would also know him possibly from a show called The Bob Newhart Show. He was Mr. Peterson, who was one of Bob Newhart's um, patients on The Bob Newhart Show. This is the original Bob Newhart Show with Suzanne Plachette, where he was the psychiatrist. You're not as old as I am, but... Uh, but anyway, you know, Piglet, there, there, you know, most people know who Piglet, so he was the voice of Piglet for decades. And uh, just the stories that he told about, you know, the old time working in Hollywood and, and the people that he came into contact with and, and just how, you know, his, his mentality was so different than a lot of the stars that you run into today where he was just, all he wanted to do was work. Everybody would ask him specifics about, well, what was it like working on Star Trek and doing this? And what was this like? And what was that? And he said, hey, you know, it was a job. They told me what I needed to do. I went in there. 
I did my lines. I enjoyed working with all the people, but you know, nothing really stood out to me about it because I was just doing my job. And then the following week, I was going to be, you know, I went from working on Star Trek, and then the following week, I was working on uh, I Spy. You know, it was ju- it was just you know, it was just a job to him. And then the the other person that I ran to that had a similar uh, mentality as far as that goes was David Warner, who he's a great British actor uh, from Tron. He was the villain in the original Tron. He was. He was a villain in Titanic, and he was also um, Chancellor Gorkon, I believe was his name, in Star Trek VI, where the he, he was the, the Klingon ambassador that ended up getting killed, and, and Kirk and McCoy were framed for his murder. Um, again, really, really interesting guy. Um, you know, I, kn- I know that we're, we're not really talking about promoting conventions, but uh, a local convention where I got to meet David Warner, it was it's called Away Mission. Hopefully they'll be doing some more shows. The, the promoter of that has kind of gotten away from doing shows, but he does an excellent show where you can actually meet these people, sit down and have cocktails with them. David Warner sat yes, at our table. Yeah. It was just me and my family and David Warner, and we got the opportunity to ask him anything that we wanted, and he told yeah. us stories. My favorite story that he told was uh, he had he had been working in England and he had just finished doing a, a Shakespeare play. I don't know whether it was Hamlet or Macbeth or you know what the heck it was. It was something along those lines, a very prestigious you know bra- uh, Broadway type production of a Shakespeare play. And he's talking with his co-stars and uh, you know so uh, you know Clive comes up to him and tells him, "Oh, from here I'm going to be going and doing Romeo and Juliet." And then some other person tells him, "Yes, and I'm going to be doing." This wonderful play over here. David, what will you be doing next? And he said, oh, my next project is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze. (laughs) Well, you know what? I think more kids saw The Secret of the Ooze. I can tell you I saw Secret of the Ooze. David made a ton more money doing Secret of the Ooze Ooze, than those other gentlemen did doing their play. I guarantee that. Oh, man. Well, see, and it... It's funny when you run into these people, and, and I really wanted to go to the Away Mission, and that was part of the reason I wanted to go, because they had set it up where instead of like, oh, you go, you shake hands with them, you get your little picture taken, it was more like a cocktail hour, where it was like, they had the bar of this hotel set up, and they'd be there, and you you could mingle with them, and I'm like, that's the environment I want to meet a celebrity in. I don't want the, hey, let me shake your hand, let's get this really awkward photo. But, you know, and so I'm hoping he's going to do the convention again because I want to say Patrick Stewart was at the last one, too, that Patrick he did. Patrick Stewart was, was at one of the ones in Orlando. That was probably two, possibly three years ago. Uh, after that one, Avery Brooks was one of the guests. And then he, the most recent one was in um, Tampa. He did one with... Um, was there? Oh, oh, the main guest was William Shatner. Forgettable, right? William yeah. Shatner. Um, actually, you know, my my interaction with William Shatner, I actually found him to be very nice, which is contrary to what a lot of people say. But uh, um, William Shatner was at that one. Eddie McClintock, who is like my my long lost brother from another mother, uh, I've met him a few times, and we have all the same interests. We we talk about all the same old TV shows that we used to watch, and. Uh, He's just one of those people that, you know, you, you, you go up to him and you instantly have take a liking to him. He's just... Uh, well, I loved him from Warehouse 13, and that's where I was introduced to him. Loved the show, and just really 
the guy seemed like a guy I want well I can't say I want to have a beer with because he doesn't drink but uh you know but a guy I'd want to hang out and spend some time with so in person he was as cool as he is he on is. TV he is he, he's he's exactly the way you would imagine him being he's just tip, uh, you know he average everyday guy who happened to to get into acting and and is you know is fairly well known you know he's most people I think as he walks down the street would recognize him but you know you you approach him he's very approachable super duper nice guy well, and I think that that's the cool thing with with any con story, and also people like him that aren't the upper echelons, your William Shatner's, your Patrick Stewart. Uh, I had, and now this is thrown in the way back machine, so we're gonna say it was probably late '90s because Sequest was on. Uh, I met uh, the Ramy brother that worked on it, the one who worked the bridge, and it wasn't Sam Ramy; it's his little brother. Um, yeah, and we're all gonna have a brain fart at the same time. <laughs> As, as I give a really nice plug to this guy, yeah. he was so nice because that was probably the second con I'd ever been to. It was very small. It was called, I want to say, Volcon. It was in Orlando. It was a very small hotel. We get there because we drive all the way from Polk County to Big Town, Orlando. Um, we go, and he's leaving his table. And how security didn't bum rush me, I don't know. I ran up right up to him. I'm like, hey, are you leaving? He's like, oh, I'm taking a break. I'm coming back. And I was like, oh, well, my name's Kyle Deuce. I, you know, I drove all the way from Polk County. Ted, Ted Ramey. I'm like, I drove all the way from, you know, Polk County to see you because I, I love you on the show and I really wanted to, to meet you. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. You want to come back to the green room? So, like, he just grabs me and takes me back to the green room. I'm like, I'm not even probably legal at that time. I think I was like 16 or 17. Yeah, so it's me, him, and his his assistant and we sit there talking, and I was like, yeah, you know, I really want to get into acting, but I've got Parkinson's, so I'm worried about how is that going to hinder me getting an acting job. And he's like, oh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do as an actor to, like, mask your hands and do things to where they won't see it and keep your hands busy. Um, and just really kind of set me underneath the knowledge tree and just dropped a lot of it on me. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And he didn't. He didn't know me from Adam. Technically, I was in the wrong because I ran up on him when he's trying to leave. So, you know, and for a guy of his caliber that was, at the time, Sequest was still on and still doing pretty well. I want to say it was second, third season because uh, it was the season they were doing Orlando, so that would have been the third season. Um, just a genuinely nice guy. And when you see these celebrities and you hear these good stories, that's what I like to hear. I've got a – I just – just hit me. I've got a really, really good one. Um probably about 1994, 95, there was a little con in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. I couldn't remember. Paris Carolina. Island, yeah. My brother graduated from there. Ah, okay. Um, the organizers of the convention set it up so that all the guests were sci-fi women. So your your main headliner was Claudia Christian from Babylon. That's 5. kind of a brilliant idea yeah. when you're right next Wait, to Camp Lejeune all and all the, the Marines. Wait, the major major screw up here though. Yeah. So you got Claudia Christian, and they had uh, Claire Stansfield who was on Xena. They had Spice Williams who uh, most people would know her from Star Trek Five. Yes, the horrible one. Um, she was the female Klingon officer. And who the heck else did they have? They had others, and like I said, it was all science fiction women. Obviously, you're on a on a male uh, marine milita base, military yeah. Ma military base. You know, what better to draw the guys into your convention than having these you Morning. know hot sci-fi women that they all know? So they had this. It's all set up, and 
we decide, you know, we, at the time we were living in Virginia, so it wasn't all that long a drive. Let's go check this convention out. And we got there, and all the guys were out on maneuvers. There was nobody at the base. Oh. Nobody at the con. So it was dead. <laughs> you have no idea how dead. Okay, we got there, and it, it was Claudia Christian's birthday, and the organizers of the thing had birthday cake and, and everything. And she comes into the room, and there's a cake there, and about 15 con guests. <laughs> well, it was, it was nice for you. Uh, it, was, it was wonderful for us because she's up there talking, and Claire Stansfield comes in the room, and the two of them start talking. And since it's almost an inti intimate conversation between the two of them, they're, they're kind of ignoring, you know, they got into their conversation, and they're, they're, we're just all eavesdropping. And they started talking about... Uh, Clara starts talking about when she slept with David Duchovny and and Claudia's talking about when she quote unquote worked with this other actor and, and you know and and as they're talking they're getting rather intimate and I'm sure that when their little talk was over they went and you know enjoyed each other's company yeah um, and and at one point Claire looks over and she and she says hey you know all these people are here and she's what all these people? These are fifteen of our closest friends. Yeah, and that's how the whole weekend was. We we spent basically. Yeah, exactly. You didn't even have to pay for it. We we spent the pretty much the entire weekend with um, Spice Williams, just talking about everything under the sun. Um, that was around the time that we first found out that that my daughter Tasha is is autistic, and uh, Spice had worked with autistic children before, and she's helping us with that. And and you know, it's it's just really kind of cool. Seeing how you know people that you see on TV are just—they're real people too. You know, yeah. they—they—they're <coughs> they, normal people that you know they have their stories and and they're normal people that just you know they want to help you out and it—it uh, it was just a, a totally unique experience. You know, I don't know if there's ever going to be another con like that con, but uh, just you know a, a cool thing that we just kind of stumbled into. And, and that's a cool thing because uh, Sean from Sci-Fi Barto on one of our earlier episodes talked about it. He said, you know, when you talk to these people, they put on their pants one leg at a time just like you do. So he's like, don't talk to them about like, oh, how is it putting on this costume or stuff about the show. Talk to them about what's your favorite sports team? What do you like to drink? Do you have any pets? Like things like that are kind of the, the end way to talk to them. And, and knowing that you two had kind of a bond about something you could talk about makes it so much easier to kind of have a conversation with these people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the story I said about Ted Raimi. I think that it, for him it was probably memorable because he's like, hey, I can take this young kid underneath my wing and give him some knowledge and kind of send him out on his way. And probably, and it, it, not to put words in Ted's mouth, but he's probably like, man, I wish somebody had done that to me at that age. Kind of like said these things to me and said, hey, you know, you can do this. You can fight through this. You can – you can make something of yourself if you really want to. Like, don't give up on your dream. And, he, you know, a lot of those people get to the place they are at in life and kind of want to give back. You had mentioned that you, you saw an, an obstacle to your getting into that field, you know, your Parkinson's being an obstacle for that. Uh, one of the nicest people that I ever, ever ran into at a convention was Richard Biggs from Babylon 5. He played Dr. Franklin. And uh, nobody realized that he was – almost completely deaf. He uh, had a very bad hearing. Uh, I, I don't know whether it was a, an infection when he was a child, but he lost his, his hearing, the majority of his hearing, at a very early age. And uh, he was able to overcome that and, and have a pretty lengthy um, 
television career. Yeah. And like I said, he was one of the nicest people that we ever met. We met him at a, at a small convention uh, the first time in uh, Massachusetts. And uh, it was, again, when my, my daughters were really little. And uh, we came rolling in at about 2 o'clock in the morning to this show after driving forever because we had to constantly stop for feedings and changings and you know so our probably six to seven hour drive ended up taking like 14 to 16 <laughs> hours we were just driving forever and we got there in the middle of the night and Richard Biggs was standing in the lobby just talking to fans at two o'clock in the morning yeah and because uh, I guess he was still on California time you know he yeah. had flown in and the time difference and he sees us come in and he says oh wow you guys are getting here kind of late and I said yeah you know we're, we're heading up to the room and 15 minutes later I had to come back down because the, the girls had woken up and they were not going back to sleep and the only thing that would put them to sleep going in the car and going for a car, ride. car ride so I took them out for a car ride and he said where are you going with those babies got to take them out it's the only way that's going to get them to sleep I said, you're kidding me no so got back to the hotel probably a half hour later and there's richard big still in the lobby talking to fans yeah so that's how some of these people are you know they 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 don't mind talking to you a bit and he says son of a gun that really did work and i said you better believe it and all that weekend every time we saw richard biggs we were talking about the kids and you know so so rick do you have any kids and uh, oh no, not yet. You know, I got I got a girl that that I got my eye on, and, and you know, hopefully things are going to work out. But we're kind of early in the relationship. We'll see how that goes. Ran into him a year later, and yeah, my girlfriend and I we're engaged now. Oh wow! We ran into him later on. Yeah, we're married now. You got any kids yet? No, but we're working on it. Ran into him again, and he says, "Yeah, we just had our our first child not too long ago." And uh, you were right about the about the motion in the car thing. He says, "Only I'm not." taking them out in the car i'm running around the neighborhood pushing the stroller and that's the only thing that'll put the kid to sleep so you know they, they remember you yeah. know these conversations you know you see them time after time hey how you doing how the baby's doing and uh so that you know we, we he was telling us all about that and comparing you know his his child's sleep habits to our child's sleep habits and all this kind of stuff and uh i remember the you know just the absolute shock when I heard that he passed away, evidently he got up one morning and uh, went downstairs to, to breakfast and uh, just collapsed. I guess he had an aneurysm and he and he just died on the spot, which was shocking because he was one of those real healthy. He's really healthy, yeah. Like I said, he was he you know he didn't go for the car rides. He went out for a run with the yeah. kids. So, um, but uh, you know, super duper nice guy. Another another one that you know just if you were to ever run into him at a con, you could just spend hours talking to the guy. Wow. Well, Ryan, you got any more stories for us? Hey, I, I talked about okay. Claire Stansfield and David Duchovny. Yeah. you gotta, uh, you got to drop something here. <laughs> drop a knowledge. <laughs> Find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. You can hit us up at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Please send us emails. We're going to do another mailbag episode soon. We're going to do another episode of Nerd Lila very, very soon. So I want you guys to check out that. Also, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And when you talk about the happy hour, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three different hashtags you want to use on the Twitter machine. Hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and of course, as always, hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. <laughs>